Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture After Dark. Bonnie and Abel here, and today we have such a great mix of people slash topics for you all. Some of those people that we will be talking about today are Adele, Chris Evans, Selena Gomez, Britney Spears, Kim Kardashian, Nick Cannon, R. Kelly, Shane Dawson, uh, HBO's show House of Dragons, Denise Richards, Charlie Sheen, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Miley Cyrus, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Chris Brown, Harry Styles, Dave Chappelle, Whoopi Goldberg, and Barbara Cochran. So that's like, whenever we have episodes like this, it's just like people that don't mesh. I'm like, how are we going to segue all of this? Because there are so (laughs) many random people. But let's start with the biggest story of the week for in my eyes Adele she's everywhere all of a sudden for one week I knew it I knew it so last week we talked about how Taylor Swift moved her album release a week um and then there started being all of these like random billboards with the number 30 all of everywhere across the world And then uh, two days ago, Adele released a 22-second teaser trailer for a new single called Easy On Me, which releases next Friday, the 15th. Um, This 22-second teaser trailer has over 9 million views in less than 48 hours. Um, 9 million and one views because Bonnie just listened to it. I sure did. I sure did. I liked it. I'm I'm here for it. I'm mad that it was just like piano. three seconds piano. But <laughs> so I really think that the title of her single, her head single is going to be easy on me. I think that she's talking to herself to take it easy on herself. I think that it's going to be, I think people are kind of trying to dissect like easy on me. Like I think the, if you have watched the trailer, um, you'll get this if you haven't watched the trailer pause go watch it it's only 22 seconds you can get on youtube her instagram wherever and then come back um you've been warned uh so <laughs> the i think that because like all the music sheets flying out of her window um for that teaser trailer i feel like that's a part of her like letting the past go letting herself go so she's like i'm gonna take it easy on myself because she's always been so hard on herself. And then people are like, why is her album going to be called 30? Like, she's 33 now. But she's Adele has always said she names her albums from the moment that she started conceptualizing the album. And 30 was a big year for her because that was the year she filed her divorce. And so I think, again, Easy On Me to Me is going, that's what I kind of think that we are going to get out of that. I, I got that too from the trailer and especially it's very telling because it looks like she's moving. It looks like she packed a bunch of stuff in her car as she's heading down the highway. I, she does something in the trailer that I do when I'm on road trips all the time, or even like just driving around, I stick my hand out and I do this little wavy thing with my hand in the wind. You know what I mean? And I, I do that shit too. So girl, like, I don't know. Last week I said I was going to download Tay Tay, but this little teaser might just bump me over because I liked it. 
Yeah, and it does sound like very piano, very like Adele, right? But that's who yeah. she is. Like that's who she is, you know. But for you know, it's her lead single, so she can't like transition from what she was to all of a sudden like a pop diva, right? Like she can't do that because then people will be like, yeah. "What's happening?" Yeah. So I I do think it's going to be an eclectic album. I think that it's going to be different sounds. I mean, she's spent how many years? Five years, I think, six years since her last album, something like that. So um, I do think that it's going to be different from her other stuff. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, her last album was in 2015. And this is where, so it's going to be, what, seven, six years? I can't do math. It's late. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go six <laughs> so that's a long time so yeah um so we're gonna say on Adele because obviously she is everywhere right now because she has a new single coming out rumored album coming out in November which is only a month away um so she is actually gracing the cover of American and British Vogue so remember last week when we were trying to figure out what the people across the pond call themselves and we were saying UKers. You, yeah, you talking about the British people? Yeah, they're British. <laughs> yeah, please tell me why neither one of us could come up with the fucking word British. Like, like, hello. Like, every, all my friends that listen to this podcast, even people, they were like, don't you love Harry Potter? And I'm like, yeah. You know he's they're a, British before. <laughs> he's, like, a no, he's, he's a no. UKian. <laughs> God, we're stupid. Why, why didn't we get that? I don't know. We're so dumb. It was late. It was hot. I was in my garage sweating. <laughs> I know. Well, she is on the uh, cover of both albums, of both magazines, which is rare because usually every Vogue has a different um, like person on their magazines, like every country right. of Vogue. And um, she sits down and she talks about everything from her weight loss and dealing with the trolls from the weight loss to actually her divorce. Um, one of the things that said to me was that she talks about the year, like the year of like isolation and stuff. And she says, you know, everyone, uh, this is a quote, everyone had to face a lot of their demons because they had so much time on their hands with nothing to distract them. They had to face themselves in isolation, whereas I did that the year before. So right. she's saying before we all, the rest of us regular humans in the world had to deal with COVID and kind of isolate and be by ourselves. She kind of went through that and faced her own demons on herself. Um, what are your thoughts on the, her, that quote first? Because there's some more I want to break into. But like, what are your thoughts on that? Like on her kind of uh, sharing that? That's a big thing to share that, you know, she had demons that she was dealing with. And Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I like that she opened up so much. And I especially like that she started that she talked about like the internet trolls because people were mean to her and i mean mean i couldn't i couldn't understand why women were bashing her and, and mean to her and i think the biggest thing for me is when someone undergoes a weight loss transformation like that i want people to get it through their fucking heads that they owe you no explanation on how they lost that fucking weight like if she got 
any kind of surgery for it, if she just did it like working out and eating right and whatever, like she doesn't owe you that explanation. Did she have plastic surgery to remove loose skin to do this? She doesn't owe you that shit. And people were really coming at her because they feel like they were owed that explanation. They weren't buying what she was saying about it. And that was really shitty like that. That's just so I'm glad she's talking about it and, and putting it out there and stuff like that. Cause I think that's, you know, that's something that people need to fucking understand. There's like a difference between her and like, let's say Chloe Kardashian. Um, Chloe Kardashian's like, yeah, I lost all this weight cause I ate healthy and I worked out and I dieted. No bitch. You yeah, fucking you ended up surgery. <laughs> Whereas Adele never even, shared that she lost weight she just one day posted a picture on instagram everybody was like holy fuck right how does she you know and and like i think it's i think like how did you lose it's kind of like one of those questions like probably like a natural question but to criticize her for the weight loss is like nobody knows does she do it for her own health were there issues that like if you didn't get this weight loss you could be you know, maybe it was like life or death situation, especially after having a child. We don't know what happened after that. You know what I mean? To a woman's body, y'all's bodies change after having children. So yeah, none or, of us know that. Uh-huh, yeah, or never... it could have been something like, sorry, my my, oh, no, my screen went off. <laughs> Stupid ass yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, she, um, I think that she she never claimed to be like, I drank this shake for six months and this is how I lost the weight. Like Khloe Kardashian does. Like it wasn't a brand mm-hmm. deal. No. And there's the difference. I'm okay with the questions. Like even me, like I lost a little bit of weight. It's not like I lost a, a grand amount, but I lost enough for people to notice. And I'm okay with the questions. Like, you know, how'd you lose it? Blah, blah. But when you start like, no, you did it. No, why are you lying? Like you did it. No, bitch. Like, first of all, she like she doesn't owe you guys those explanations or anything like yeah. that. Fuck out of here and fuck Khloe Kardashian too. That bitch had the nerve to sit there and be like, I can't stand people who are eating ice, shoving ice cream in their face. And this bitch, fuck you. Because if you didn't have all the damn plastic surgery, you got a whole plastic surgery team, ho, a whole team. Like, fuck you. I can't stand that bitch. Anyway. Yeah, so fuck everyone. Because next month I actually have an I have an appointment to talk to my doctor about weight loss surgery. So fuck all y'all. I'm gonna, <laughs> that's what the fuck I'm gonna do so um yeah so going on with her interview uh some other things that were interesting was she said that she obviously at the end of her last tour in 2011 she had to cancel two shows at Wembley Stadium and in 2000 she had surgery in 2011 and then in 2017 she had to actually cancel shows because of her vocal cord damage and stuff Well, she said that that actually kicked off her year of anxiety and that she had hit her, quote, Saturn return. Um, I didn't know anything about this. Yvonne, Yvonne is like into all of this stuff. But she says that um, she says, quote, then I hit my Saturn return. It's where I lost the plot. Um, Saturn return is uh, when the planet fully orbits around the sun and returns to the position it was at when you were born, usually 27 to 32 years after your birth. That's exactly like where I'm at. Like, it's weird because her and I are like in this similar ages and it's it's like where I'm at. I'm in my Saturn return at the moment. And so while she's not fully blaming the astrological milestone for her heartbreak, she did say 
you know, that quote that she hit her side of return. And then she says she kind of says it's kind of like a Mercury being in retrograde. She says when the merch when Mer- when Mercury being in retrograde happens, when that comes, it can rock your life. It shakes you up a bit. Like, who am I? What do I want to do? What makes me truly happy? All of those things. She said at that point in time is when she realized that her relationship wasn't meant to be, though when she, though she does insist nobody did anything wrong. She says, quote, I was just going through the motions and I wasn't happy. Neither of us did anything wrong. Neither of us hurt each other or anything like that. It was just, I want my son to see me really love and be loved. It's really important to me. So she has, for the first time, spoke out about her divorce. No one knew the reason. No one knew. Oh, my God. And she looks gorgeous in this cover. Holy oh, yeah. crap. I saw it. She looks beautiful. Just yes. literally shook me. Um, I, I find it interesting that she talks about, like, hitting a Saturn return because I had never heard of that. Uh, but that's like... I, when she said that and explains it, I'm like, that's where I am exactly in my life at this point. Um, Are you? Actually, this current moment well, right now. Well, well we're I, also in Mercury retrograde. You know that, right? Well, actually, no, because that would have been last year for me, which is All weird right. because last year is the year that I decided I at 32, because I'm 33 now, I forget how old I am. Uh, last year is when I decided <laughs> I needed to start seeing a therapist. Oh, and that's right. And that's when I told myself, like, I have to start dealing with mental health. And between the ages of 27 and 32 is when I said, I need to start seeing a doctor for regular checkups. And that's when I started getting all of the things wrong with me under control and taking medications. And in that time period from 27, 32 is when I started saying, like, I need to get medications for my health and my mental health and that's weird because I never realized that that kind of gives me chills because I didn't know that that happened or was a thing. I remember that over the years that you were making all those changes and stuff like that. But yes, funny note though, right now in the current moment that we're in, there's actually six planets in retrograde right now. So if you're feeling all wonky in all kinds of ways and having existential crisis and stuff like that, that's why. That's me at the moment in my life. (laughs) We're all having Adele moments. Yes, big time. Just Adele, easy on me, girl. Um, <laughs> so l- let's move on from Adele and uh, let's talk about Dave Chappelle being canceled with J.K. Rowling. Wait, what? With J.K. Rowling? <laughs> Whoa, you done throw yeah. me the fuck off. <laughs> well, okay. Dave Chappelle in his latest Netflix um clip he agreed with some of jk rowling's transphobic comments about being a turf and so von you want to explain a little bit more on the whole dave Chappelle side of it yeah so he had a netflix uh stand-up special come out and in that stand-up special he is making quite a lot of controversial lgbtqia um, comments and he was getting so much backlash. Blech. Why cannot we talk tonight? <laughs> backlash um, over the entire thing. And uh, like you said, there was the turf stuff. He was also saying that uh, this, this is his phrase: like only in America can you shoot a 
you know, and he's the N word, but watch out. Don't hurt a gay person's feelings. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he was just making light of so many different subjects in that community. So, and, and he's not letting it bother him. He's basically saying, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck who's mad at me. Twitter's trying to cancel me. Like all this, I, I could give two fucks less. I said what I said. And uh, I said it because one of my BFFs, you know, is a trans person and she sadly passed away last year. And this is just how I'm dealing with it. And this is how I'm kind of paying homage to her and bringing up like controversial issues so that we can bring light, like that he's making fun of it to bring light to the subject, you know, not to actually make fun of it. That, that was his reasoning behind this. But there are other people that are like, no, no, I don't, I don't give a fuck. That's not going to fly. There are, um, the uh, the lady that made uh, that Dear White People, I think, or something like that documentary or film or something for Netflix, she came on saying she loves to work with Netflix and stuff like that, but Netflix keeps giving him a platform to do this stuff on, and she just can't stand behind that company anymore any longer like that. And if that if it's going to continue, then she's not going to want to have anything to do with Netflix. So it's a huge controversy. And on Twitter. There are people for him and there are, but there's a lot more people that are like, nope, fuck that, done. I feel like Dave Chappelle's one of those, he's like a cockroach. He's one of those <laughs> that you can't get rid of him because he's been canceled so many times over the years. Yeah. But he is one that always reinvents himself, like in himself and like reemerges all the time. Like, he just keeps on coming back. He's one of the long, for my generation, that I can remember seeing on TV for the longest time, as far as being a relevant comedian. And um, so, I I don't know. I think that, I think he's probably going to be canceled for, like, the moment, but I don't think Netflix will get rid of him. You don't think so? No, Hmm. I don't think so. He makes them too much money. I think Netflix is so like, yeah, Netflix is, you know, there for the, at the, at the end of the day, Netflix is there for the bottom line, the money. Yeah. They'll stay quiet for a little while and they won't promote him for a little bit, but they'll, they won't say anything or, you know, they just won't comment or anything. So that's kind of my thought on that. All right. So speaking of canceled, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. big fucking him he fucked up my entire motherfucking day the other day (laughs) so Vonnie if you haven't listened to our last episode Vonnie and I are starting a new podcast with Vonnie's Vonnie, I don't know why I said Bonnie uh, with Vonnie's co-host Rita uh, from Bitches and Brunch the three of us are starting a new podcast called Oh So Petty and we made our lunch announcement the other day on Instagram and it just so happened that the day we were announcing our launch Instagram and Facebook and all of its subsidiaries get are closed they're they're not working every (laughs) single one of them are shut down nobody saw shit from our launch oh my god so let's get into this. Facebook and Instagram being down for the day. Twitter was winning for the day. And TikTok was winning for the day. So there, this came right after a Facebook, an ex-employee from Facebook, what is known as a whistleblower, scanned numerous, I think it was hundreds of internal documents 
um, from Facebook, and she went live, I think, on 60 Minutes and revealed that Facebook does promote more hate and hate speech and negative things into our algorithms than they admit to. And basically anything that you like, what Facebook will do, just in case you don't know what an algorithm is, Facebook, if you like something, Facebook will keep on pushing that or other similar things, news articles and stuff to your newsfeed. And so, um, you know, they do that. And a while back, years ago, before and this algorithm was invented, Facebook was actually, Facebook and Instagram actually were like, by the time you post, by the time a post was made. So your newsfeed was in chronological order based on like, if you post at 8 a.m., I could scroll down to 8 a.m. and see that post. Now, sometimes like if Bonnie posts, if she's not in my algorithm, I won't even see her post unless I go to her page. And so um, Facebook, she revealed that in Facebook, and because Facebook owns Instagram, Instagram, um, there was a study shown internally that um, there was a certain percentage of people, uh, UKers, uh, no, of British, British teenage girls contemplated suicide because of things that they see on Instagram. And Facebook and Instagram knew about this. And the same thing with American girls. I think it was like 16 and 12% or something like that of teenage girls are influenced and contemplate suicide because of the things they see on these platforms. Meanwhile, all of this, while Facebook and Instagram are trying to create a social media in like a platform, an Instagram for children using the same type of algorithms. That has since been put on hold. Um, the employee also stated that, or the ex-employee also stated that they Facebook did during the 2020 election, they did uh, monitor like hate speech and like they did like they did what they said that they have been doing, taking it down, monitoring it, not leaving it up, false information, taking it down. But that as soon as the election was over, they went back to their ways. And so all this false information, like, quote unquote, Joe Biden not being the president is being pushed out to people. And they, the whistleblower is saying that they had a part in what happened in the, whenever all those people, those, what I call domestic terrorists, tried, broke in to the, what was it? The Capitol, right? They mm, broke into the Capitol. Yeah, so um, I call them domestic terrorists because that's what happened in my eyes. And Facebook it was shown that Facebook was pushing out those posts and because they were getting so much likes and, and like interaction with those posts, they were like pushing them out intentionally. Ani, what are your thoughts on this whistleblower? So my thoughts on the whistleblower are why aren't there any more whistleblowers? Like I want whistleblowers for fucking everything. I was here for it. I was here for all that shit. I mean, but I mean, technically she kind of didn't say anything that we didn't already suspect or like, you know, kind of really know. Uh, Facebook is fucked up for the way their algorithm is and stuff like that. Yeah. And like when you mentioned the kids one, I'm like, 
fuck out of here. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. No. Who the fuck over the No. So I'm glad that's on on pause. But I did notice that the algorithm is completely different and stuff like that now. And I noticed because of my views and my likes and stuff like that and people that I used to interact with, I don't really interact with them anymore. And even me myself, I only see a handful of people's stuff now. And so it's a little it's a little annoying. Like, I don't like it. I, I you know, I wish they would fix that because. I mean, not just like on my end for my likes and stuff like that, but I did notice because from where I can get anywhere from 70 to 150 likes on a photograph, now I'm getting between 10 and 40 maybe. So it's like, it, yeah, your, your stuff is not getting pushed out there. You're, you know, you have to, like, I have to go to like to the little studying things and like hit all recent or or something like that. That way I can actually see my friends post. Like I know I miss so many fucking posts. My friends think I'm probably a bitch or something, but it's because of the algorithm. It's stupid. Yeah. That's why I logged off of Twitter. I still have Twitter accounts, but I don't use Twitter because when you tweet something, the algorithm on Twitter, your tweet is only relevant for eight seconds. What? (laughs) And then it gets, and then it gets hidden. Yeah, no, see, no. So, like, what's the point of Twitter? If it's going to be there for eight seconds. Unless you're a massive person where it has a lot of engagement and then their algorithm pushes it to you. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But Facebook really fucked us up with Osa Petty. So we have to, like, relaunch that someday. Um, that was like the great <laughs> Facebook shutdown of 2021. Like, did you survive? Are you okay? Able like, or not? Okay. <laughs> I was not. I was at work, and then I started getting all these notifications that my posts were getting not going through. It was like post fell, post fell, post fell. I'm like, what do you mean post fell? Like all of these things were supposed to be coming out that day, and it wasn't happening. I was having an anxiety attack at work. So speaking of Facebook being canceled and Mark Zuckerberg's stupid ass being canceled because I hate him, let's talk about Lizzo and the backlash that she's facing. Oh, yes, Miss Lizzo. (laughs) So she was um, in L.A. and she popped in on the Millennium Tour. And when she was there, Lizzo completely fangirled over Chris Brown. I mean, jumping, screaming, and... You know, her words were, can I get a picture with you because you're my favorite person in the whole fucking world? Oh, my God. Twitter went fucking nuts over this. How can she support a woman feeder? Like, how could she forget what he did to Rihanna? How come he gets a pass? You know, all this stuff. People were threatening to cancel Lizzo. Like, all this. And there were other celebrities, too, that jumped in on it. I know that, like, the, I think his name was Omarion, made some, like, comments and stuff like that. But I'm not going to quote anything because I don't know the comments. But, I mean, it, it did get there. Like, and then at, he, like, backtracked them and was like, you know what? You know, he deserved the love that he got from Lizzo, blah, blah, blah. So, it was just, it, it was just a bunch of bullshit like that. I'm not going to fangirl over Chris fucking Brown. And, I, you know, definitely because it sticks in my head. Like, you, 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 you a girl beater. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. So, but I'm not going to hold nothing against Lizzo for doing it either. But she's leads such a, a woman empowered, like, movement 
the fact that she did that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. What do you think? I don't know, because I think that her being a fan of his music may have, if she loved his music so much and she was a big fan of his, it may have been an inspiration to her to become a singer and she may have grew up with his music because people forget Chris Brown's been around for a long time. He was a teenager when he started. And um, that doesn't excuse his behavior, but um, I don't know. It's tough because it's like, it's not like she's like hugging R. Kelly. Yeah, I I feel like R. Kelly and Chris Brown are on different levels, kind of like neither one. I R. Kelly was charged with 12 out of 14 allegations. He like imprisoned women, he (laughs) mentally, physically abused all of them. And Chris Brown has his stories, but has he really been convicted of more than you know? And is that okay? There's been rumors about him, but guess what? There's rumors about Michael Jackson too, his whole life. Yeah, yeah, no, like all those people that are like, Oh my god, I love Michael Jackson. Me personally, I'm not a fan of Michael Jackson, not because of the rumors, but because he was just like a little bit before my gender. Like, I didn't grow up and listen to Michael Jackson, I don't care about him. I don't, I didn't, I'll get a lot of hate for this. I didn't think he was that great of an entertainer. Like, he can dance, but he could not sing. In person, my personal opinion, he can. He's not a very good singer, um, but he can dance. He's a good. He's a good entertainer. He's not a good singer. That, I'll all, put it that way. I'm all, uh, my whole Michael Jackson loving heart. <laughs> uh, he's a good. He's I a. He is song. one of the greatest entertainers, but he was not a good singer, in my opinion. He could put on a okay. damn show, but there was rumors about him. People are always like idolizing him. But so right. I feel like for her to be like, I want to take a picture with you. It wasn't like her saying, oh, my God, I want to marry you. Oh, my God, Chris, Brown, I love you so much. Please marry me. It was like, oh, my God, like, I love your music so much. Can we please take a picture? It was a picture. Like it was the you're my favorite fucking person in the whole fucking world thing that got people like mad shook and stuff like that. I mean, but like, like you were saying is true. Like, I love me some Michael Jackson and I know there have been a lot of allegations you know towards michael jackson you know are they false are they true are they real are they like i still listen to his music you know um i'm not gonna go out on a limb and say michael jackson's my favorite fucking person in the whole fucking world (laughs) and stuff like that but you know i i wouldn't cancel lizzo you know over this you know because you're right like r kelly did all that and what did chris brown do he you know just knocks weaves off a girl's head Speaking of (laughs) that allegation, so it just came up that Chris Brown found out that he is not going to have any charges pressed against him for that alleged assault um, against the woman that claims he smacked her upside the head so violently her weave came off. Um, The DA said that there's just not enough evidence for that. So they were, you know, not even going to charge him on anything. So we talked about this last season, how Chris Mm -hmm. Brown just wiggles his way out of all these charges and stuff. So I don't know. I, uh, I think it, no, I, I wouldn't cancel her over it. I wouldn't cancel Liz over it. Chris Brown is like, all these people that are saying he's canceled, why aren't they like canceling everybody that's on tour with him? Yeah. Yeah. 
why aren't they canceling every all their friends that are going to the store? Because from what I hear, this tour is selling out everywhere. Oh, it is. This tour is popping. <laughs> yeah. So all of you that are canceling Lizzo, y'all are buying tickets to this tour. Y'all, whether you're there to see him or someone else, guess what? He's on it, so he's getting a piece of that paycheck. Yes. So, Leave that queen alone. Leave that queen the fuck alone. Stop yeah, looking. Lizzo's for me. not. Lizzo's not being canceled. And if she she don't give a fuck, that's the thing about Lizzo. She'll be like, "Fuck all y'all. I'm gonna go shake my ass to some Chris Brown, and y'all are still gonna buy my next single." That's the way she's gonna be. <laughs> but facts. So, from a problematic Chris Brown to R. Kelly, R. Kelly, as we know problematic he was found recently guilty of 12 or 14 charges federal charges um we know that he is a singer and word has it that he'll be singing like a bird to the feds he is working with his lawyer to get his sentencing reduced because he allegedly has evidence that it could incriminate multiple celebrities and people of power including politicians, musicians, artists, rapid like rappers, rapists, rappers, oh my lord, uh, rappers. Um, what are your thoughts on R. Kelly whistleblowing? Today is just like a whistleblowing day. Everybody's blowing that damn whistle. Give me I a damn whistle. <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> I'm all, mm. But... I knew that this was going to happen the minute they said he's facing like over a hundred years sentence and stuff. I'm like, nah, he is going to make so many deals because I'm pretty sure that man's got a bunch of shit on a lot of shady ass people. You cannot be doing the things that you were doing in the industry that you're in and not, there's not other people involved in it in some way, shape or form. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, and I, I don't know. Like, if the names are big enough, if the evidence is big enough and stuff like that, it really sucks. But we could see, like, R. Kelly kind of <laughs> pulling a Chris Brown and weaseling his way out of stuff and everything because, you know, I'm I, I'm kind of here for it. I, I want to know. I want to know. I'm nosy as fuck. I want to know. I want him to be Oso Petty and spill all that team B. I don't want him to be a guest, but his lawyer could be a guest on our show. <laughs> Oso Petty. All- all of it i want to know it all like fuck that <laughs> who are we canceling because obviously it's cancel culture so who are we canceling now like let's do this yeah. but if they did the shit that r kelly did fuck yeah like i see put name them motherfuckers the like, rumor has it didn't we say that he had like he was rec- he recorded everything that happened in his house yes so if he had friends over he has video Jeffrey I'm Epstein here over here. here. I'm here. That's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm waiting for, for that. I'm waiting for that next documentary to come out. Exposed. Dude, he better watch it or he's going to end up like Jeffrey Epstein. Dead. 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 Walk, walk in that jail cell. He hung himself. The fuck he did. <laughs> nope. Uh, he'll be dead as hell. Dead as hell. So. From R. Kelly, let's move on and talk about um, kind of circling back around to Lizzo and some other fellow female musicians. Um, Billie Eilish, Miley Cyrus, Lizzo, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, 
and a few others were recently at ACL. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's Austin. I think it's Austin City Limits Festival. Austin City Limits, yeah. And it's a huge thing here in Texas. It is basically Texas's version of Coachella. Yeah. It is huge deal. It is all the rage. Everyone is just bl- blasted and having a good time spreading COVID everywhere. Um, <laughs> well, Billie Eilish recently um, kind of came out and spoke out after the event, stating that her and a few of the other female artists actually were considering and met up. Uh, they were considering backing out last minute out of ACL to kind of protest Texas's latest abort anti-abortion laws, which um, for those of you who don't know, just real quick, it's illegal, or I don't know if it is already, but it is going to be, if it's not illegal for a woman to have an abortion after six weeks of being pregnant. Um, and so, and it doesn't matter. There are no, there's no bending the rule. There is no, consideration for rape for incest anything it is illegal um so billy and everyone were going to you know back out and say they actually billy even said that she was going to cancel every show in texas and not perform in texas again until they did something different and that could lose if musicians started to do that that and not bring their concerts and tours to Texas, that could lose, uh, they, we could lose a lot of revenue here in Texas. Well, they decided against it last minute because they said that it would be, again, it would be not fair to the fans, first of all. All of the women, most of their fans are women, and it wouldn't be fair to them. It'd be kind of like double punishing them. You know, it's so they decided then to use their platform to speak out against Texas's lawmakers. And they decided all, I think, I know for sure Lizzo mentioned it. I know Miley mentioned it. Billy had this whole thing, this whole moment on their backdrops, you know, talking about my body, my, you know, whatever, uh, my decision. And so what are your thoughts on them possibly backing out and then performing? And then the thoughts of all of these female artists saying, if Texas doesn't get their shit together, that they just won't perform in Texas again. Well, I'm really glad they decided not to back out and they went forward with it because you're going to get, you're going to get more of your voice heard. Like what Billy did during her set, during her show, she stopped it, spoke on it, you know, and all that stuff. But I really think like, uh, like the ultimatum, like, you know, if, if, if shit doesn't change, we're not going to come back to perform in Texas again until, you know, stuff changes. And I think if enough artists, not just women, let's get some men in there too, backing these girls up and stuff. I think if enough people do that, Texas is going to realize that it is losing a fuck ton of revenue. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, money kind of talks more than anything. So, yeah, and it it is already illegal for, you know, you to get an abortion in the state of Texas past six weeks, you know, of conception, which is ridiculous because women don't, you don't know that fucking early, not unless you've had a bazillion fucking kids like me. And I just fucking know, like the second it happens, you take a deep deep breath and you're like, Oh, I'm pregnant. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Like, like, um, like, like seriously, like I I know with like my first 
maybe three or four pregnancies, I didn't find out I was pregnant until like I was at least eight weeks, you know, and because they say uh, that's six weeks is assuming a woman is on a regular, like they have a regular cycle, which most women do not have regular cycles. And then that's also assuming that they are able to detect it right away, you know, because some, like you said, a lot of pregnancies are not detected to up to 12 weeks of pregnancy. Right. You know, haven't these Texas lawmakers heard of the show? I didn't know I was pregnant. Some bitches actually really don't know they're pregnant. (laughs) And then they go so far as to defend the decision to not let any, um, any kind of waivers for rape and incest on the fact that you can take a plan B. If you get raped, if you have, like, if, if it's incest or whatever, you can take a plan fucking B. So in the lawmaker's eyes, like, and all that stuff, like, there should be no need for an abortion if it's a rape. Why didn't you take a plan B right after the rape? Oh, gee, I don't know, motherfucker. I was traumatized. I couldn't remember my fucking name. Like, that's some bullshit. Like, that, uh, bleh. I know. I'm all, I'm all, a we're, not a we're not a political show. We're not a political show. Fuck the Texas lawmakers. That's all I got to say about that shit. Yeah, we're not a political show, but fuck Governor Abbott. He could suck a big fucking Texas dick. Um, mm. <laughs> so <Come> let's on. move. <laughs> 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 let's move on and speak to someone who likes to use his dick a lot, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh yes, he does. <laughs> So Charlie Sheen has been petitioning to lower his child support payments for over two years now. And his ex-wife, Denise Richards, who they have, uh, who I think they have a 16-year-old daughter together, um, Uh is livid with the uh, legal system in California at the moment because Charlie Sheen was just, like, he just won his court hearing to lower his child support payments to the big total of zero dollars per month. And, <laughs> and their daughter lives with Denise full time. I think baby daddies all over the country are going, how, how show me the way who's his lawyer. <laughs> That's horrible. How could he get it lowered to zero? Because even men, that don't have jobs, it's set at the minimum wage standard for, you know, where they live. How the fuck did Charlie Sheen get it lowered to zero? Zero. Not 99 cents. Bitch, zero. Like, zero dollars. This is not the Dollar Tree. Zero. Not him fucking walking to the mailbox to mail a fucking envelope full of air to his wife for his monthly payment. (laughs) No, he wouldn't do that because he has to pay for a stamp and he don't even got to pay for that. That is some bullshit. Dude, what a, is- <laughs> he could send an email. That's free. Here's your child support. What is wrong with California, dude? That's like- why everybody, that's why they're all moving to Texas, but they need to stop. We have, didn't you hear our last segment? We have enough problems of our own. Don't come over here. Don't come over here because you ain't going to be able to get an abortion over here, you dumbasses. (laughs) Californians and New York people do not come over here. We have enough people and enough problems of our own. Oh, my God. I'm still still thrilled that to zero. Okay. I mean, (laughs) explain. (laughs) 
Judge, explain. <laughs> I want Charlie Sheen's lawyer if anything ever happens to me. <laughs> right? <laughs> you want his lawyer, and if anything happens to me, bitch, I want TikTok. TikTok will find out what the fuck happened to me in 2.5 fucking seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want Britney, and I want my dream team lawyers would be Britney's lawyer and Charlie Sheen's lawyer. <laughs> oh my god, no. And apparently R. Kelly's lawyer. <laughs> Those, that's my legal team right there. So if anybody, if anybody wants to send us a, dece- a cease and desist letter, send it to those attorneys. They already represent us. They don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, speaking of Britney Spears, let's talk about her a bit. So Britney Spears is basically a free motherfucking woman right now. We. We talked about it briefly last week, how Britney, um, her dad's conservatorship was suspended, not terminated for multiple reasons. You can listen to that on the last episode. However, Britney has seemingly throwing, been seen throwing shade on Instagram towards some family members, more specifically her sister, Jamie Lynn Spears. She posted a photograph of a woman laying, like it looks like at the bottom of a sea, and a girl going to save her. And Brittany's caption was, This picture is everything to me. It makes me want to cry. She's saving her divine feminine sister. I suggest if you have a friend that's been in a house that feels really small for four months, no car, no phone, no door for privacy, and they have to work around 10 hours a day, seven days a week, and give tons of blood weekly with never a day off, I strongly suggest you pick up your friend and get them the hell out of there. If you're like my family who says things like, sorry, you're in a conservatorship, probably thinking you're different so they can fuck with you. Thankfully, I found an amazing attorney, Matthew Rosengard, who has helped change my life um so this comes after uh jamie lynn spears posted recently a photo of her on a softball team and she said something like fun weekend with the amazing with this amazing group of girls took home the ship thanks for having us and she put like the ship emoji and then Brittany commented like whisper bringing mm-hmm. the ship home jl oh jl jamie lynn right so um what are your thoughts on britney's subtle shade uh i i wish it wasn't so subtle bitch throw at that her. fucking shade at, her. at that bitch i'm all you won't bitch <laughs> you won't bet you won't um, yeah, throw that fucking, I want so much fucking shade, like, I just, I want to be walking under an umbrella every five seconds with Brittany, I want all the shade, they deserve all this, the shade, and she, like, people are like, oh, I mean, she won, she should just be the bigger person, bitch, no, no, she went through some shit, that her family fucked her up, so she is within all her rights to come out fucking swinging with the pettiness, with the shade, bring it i'm here for it i hope there's more and she should be making the motherfuckers feel bad like at the end of the day yes feel bad bitch feel fucking bad like you know what i mean i don't give a fuck cry cry jamie cry because uh we know britney had britney was crying like no bitch cry. oh no secretly i'll make a whole cry no 
I'm here for it. <laughs> here for it. Oh my God. So <laughs> moving on for Britney Spears and her subtle shade to Whoopi Goldberg and Barbara Cochran. Okay. <laughs> I'm all whew, this is a story I was fucking waiting for. <laughs> I got some shit to say. <laughs> whew, okay. So Barbara Cochran, Cochran, bitch cock in your mouth, Barbara. It would have been better to have a cock in her mouth other than these fucking words that flew out her dumbass mouth. So if you don't know who she is, she comes out on Shark Tank. So she came out on an episode of The View and her and Whoopi, like Whoopi Goldberg were, I'm just gonna call her Whoopi because Goldberg is like gonna fuck my whole, like, words up. Everybody knows Whoopi. Yeah. So she had the audacity to crack a fat joke at Whoopi. And it, it didn't even seem like it was a joke. It was like, bitch? Like, what? Okay, so they were talking about jeans, like blue jeans and stuff like that. And Whoopi was like, oh, but will those jeans fit my COVID butt? You know? And uh, Miss Barbara chimed in, this dumb bitch, and she said, um, when you finish with those jeans and decide you don't like them, give them to me. I'm going to make two pairs. Bitch, what? The, what? You, you all made two fucking... Oh, oh. Whew, so, Whoopi, you can see, like, the blood drain from her fucking face. Like, she got instantly pissed. All the other ladies, you can tell they were not having it. Um, but it was actually Ana Navarro that fucking clapped back at her. Oh, and, I love like, her. Love yeah, Anna. she made, like, a... a she, she really, like, made, but, like, fashion. Like, it was, like, a fashion joke back at her and shit like that. And then, Bar- okay, so Barbara took all this heat, right? Immediately, everybody was like, fuck that bitch. No, she didn't. Two fucking pairs. What for, bitch? I could strangle you with both of them, home? Like, oh, no. All the ghetto toe came out. Like, I could, I was like, I'd have sat on that bitch. Whoopi should just fucking got upset on that hoe. I'd have sat on that fucking bitch hard. hard. I should have held her down and let Whoopi sit on that bitch's face. Just fucking sit on her. Just. Bitch, I will break all your fucking thigh bones, bitch. Fuck you and your goddamn bullshit. So Barbara came on and she did issue an apology to Whoopi on Twitter. Oh, it was nine, 19 seconds long. So you know it was sincere as fuck. 19 seconds long and it wasn't even an apology to her. All she said was, I was on the show with my good friend Whoopi. I adore her. She's everybody knows she's fabulous. And I made a joke that now I realize I shouldn't have. And to anybody I may have offended, uh, that wasn't that wasn't the issue. I, I, I didn't mean that. Never once did this bitch say, I'm sorry. Like, hey, we'll be like, I fucked up. I like that was rude. Like, no, it was 19 seconds long. It was bullshit. And she was addressing the people of Twitter or people out there that got ass hurt for Whoopi over this like it wasn't even like bitch I will slap the bob off your fucking head you stupid hoe like who I was so mad for Whoopi I really was I was like Whoopi call me girl I got the straight razors vastly I'm ready to go <laughs> so we have a guest list for Osa Petty Whoopi Goldberg uh bring them all on you know and I, i'm surprised like whoopi didn't go the fuck off because you know whoopi that that like she 
she don't hold shit, but she was mad. Like I, I would have been mad too. Like, what would you do, Abel? What would what would you do? If they just sitting right next to you. I would choose violence. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I would see it and I'd be like, let's go. We're gonna have to go bail his ass out. Let's go. <laughs> let's I'd be like, and then do you know how they're mic'd up? I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Take the mic. Okay. Off. Take the mic off. All right. Let me. We're gonna go to commercial break. We'll be back. All right, Barbara, come here. Come here, bitch. And I'll get a burger. Get a burger. So the burger down her fucking throat while I suffocate her and sit on her with my fat ass. Sit on her and make her eat a fucking burger. How about that, bitch? Dude, you're too professional. I would have been like, what was that? Have you seen that movie? What is it with Jennifer Lopez? Where she's dating the monster-in-law. Mm. You know where she loses her mind on that girl when she has the meltdown on set? That would have been me. I'd, I'd have just speared that bitch. Speared her. Like, <laughs> bitch, how are you going to wear two pairs of jeans when you can't walk because I don't broke your legs home? <laughs> yeah, would have chose violence. I would have been professional. The show must go on, but I would have chose <laughs> violence. I'd have been like, oh, she would have said that. She'd be like, oh, give me those jeans, blah, blah, blah. And, okay. <laughs> All right, we're unmiking. We'll be back, guys. Enjoy the view during this commercial break. Okay, Barbara, come here. Anna, Anna, the- hold that bitch down. <laughs> All the audacity, though. I really could not believe that. Like, and I watch okay. the view every day, so I I'm backed up like three episodes. So I have tomorrow's my day off, so I'll be watching them tomorrow. So when I see it, I'll be like heated even more by watching it. <laughs> <laughs> So let's move on and talk about some more pettiness, okay? So let's talk about Nick Cannon. You know, the one that has all those children. Babies uh-huh. kids. Zion and Zillion. Zion and Zillion. <laughs> I can't. Mixolydian. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so Nick Cannon is still salty from his relationship in the past uh, from 2006. Bro. I don't know if you know Nick, but that was like years ago because that was the year I graduated high school. So (laughs) he's still salty about his relationship with Kim Kardashian. Um, He opened up uh, recently to, um, I guess it was like on a podcast or some kind of radio show. And he said that he was dating Kim Kardashian from 2006 to 2007. Just around the time that Kim became relevant. And how does she become relevant, Vani? Oh. <laughs> Suck, sucking a dick. <laughs> oh, oh, all that. Ray J. I'm all Ray J. So, so uh, she, he says that uh, this article, by the way, says they don't say Nick Cannon. They say the dad of seven. <laughs> the dad of seven. <laughs> Irrelevant. Said <laughs> so that... Um, it said it started with all it started being all these rumors going around that it, there was this tape and when I asked her about it she denied it he said I was holding Kim's hand and literally from across the street one of his my friends yelled out you ain't gonna want to keep holding her hand soon watch so the warning went right over his head and Nick said to himself you know, he said, quote, and I'm thinking he's just hating and I'm here and I'm here just wondering, like, why did he say that, though? And then there started to be these little rumors around that there was this tape all of a sudden. 
And then he says that um, right after that, just a few weeks later, that the sex tape came out and Nick called it quits with Kim K. He said, I knew at the time that his entire team was like, quote, abort this mission. <laughs> Kim Kardashian was the mission. Um, right. Although they dated from 2006 to 2007, he says they were actually never really um a couple i'm sorry kim actually said that they were never really a couple but nick begs to differ so what are your thoughts on their two sides of the story and about his friend being shady saying you ain't gonna want to be holding that hand anymore. i mean you already know I'm, I'm here for the shade so i was laughing my ass off about that like i don't i don't know like did she make the sex tape while him and her were together or did the sex tape happen before she got with Nick Cannon? I don't know. I just know the sex tape came out um, when, I think it's when they really were dating. So I don't know. To break up with her. Yeah. I think it's really shitty of him to break up with her. Like if it didn't happen while y'all are together and there's no like cheating involved or whatever, why the fuck break up with like, okay, so she has sex tape. That means she's about to get super famous, bitch. You along for the ride. Like, uh enjoy the you know what i mean the fucking but come off nick, from that but nick yeah. Cannon was also at this time he was like coming like nick Cannon was already uh like an a-list actor really was he yes he, he came out he came he had a bunch of movies that were coming out like one after another after another after another during this time period how so, come the only movie i can think of him being in is drumline really no well that was one of them but um, there was quite a few others. He was like in, I remember so there was a couple that I watched. Like I actually have, I just, it's funny that we're talking about him because I just, I have this binder of these old DVDs for people who don't yeah. know. This is before you could download stuff on your phone. <laughs> and uh, streamed. Yeah. And so there was actually like three DVDs that Nick had his faces on them. And I watched his movies like over and over. So do me a favor though. Name one other than Drumline. Off the top of my head, I can't, but yeah, I'm would. pretty sure the rest of America can't either. But Easy he road. was, but at that, but I'm saying during this time period, he was, he was. becoming a big deal at that huh. time, like in that little, in his little hot little moment, he was becoming a big deal. And I think that his team was like absolutely not like, I think that's a part of like, it's kind of fucked up, like he's in a relationship he obviously doesn't want to be embarrassed by it and then the thing is he also had the right to break up with her because he asked her before it came out and she denied it and she denied it yeah i mean yeah i guess i guess i get it and i could see like where you're saying like if he that when that was when he was popping or he was like on his way to be even more popping yeah he was he was like Um, on his way up like he was like getting these roles like on his way up yeah, I can see why, like, the team would want to avoid that PR nightmare and stuff like that. And that just goes to show, too, like, um, like the times, like, how they change. Because now that's not technically considered a PR nightmare. Now that's, like, more clicks, more views, more, you know, now something like that. Like, now it's good, for that face, yeah. it's good for the Facebook algorithm. <laughs> now everybody's going to motherfucking mama Kardashian, mama Kenner, and asking her, uh, when can we, like, what can we do to... <laughs> Like, when, can we, when can we collab? When is my sex tape coming out by accident? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I guess I could see that then. I just don't know why, like, it's been all these years, Nick. What the fuck? 
Like, why is he? He's talking about like being brokenhearted. I'm like, you have seven kids. Like brokenhearted. How, how brokenhearted like, are you? <laughs> Shut up. Go change a diaper. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Imagine his shots were getting lowered to zero. Oh hell no. <laughs> that would never happen. He's probably calling Charlie Sheen's lawyer right now as we're recording this podcast at Get 1256 a.m. Nick's on the phone with Charlie Sheen's lawyer. Oh no, not his lawyer, John McCannon. Help me, help me. I need help. Help. <laughs> so speaking of relationships, there may be a new one on the horizons. Rumor has it, and this is so random to me, that yeah. Chris Evans, aka Captain America, right? That's what he was, Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the one, that's like the one I didn't like. I don't like Captain America. Um, no, that's America. Like, that's like boring. Um, Chris Evans and Selena Gomez may be the newest Hollywood couple. He recently just followed her on Instagram and they've been seen publicly together quite a bit. They weren't holding hands or anything. However, in the past, uh, just a few years ago, uh, I would say like, I think it was like within five years, um, Selena had tweeted something like that. She was stated that he was so cute and like that she had this huge crush on him etc etc and now all of a sudden he's following her after they've been sighted together and rumor has it that the two are dating so there's that side of it and then people are saying what if they are just like who do we angelina jolie in the weekend what if they're just collabing on a movie because selena is trying to like she is an actress originally right right and he's an actor. What if they are just like collabing, like on a role, like you know, on a movie? Um, what are your thoughts? Is this random? Because this is random as hell to me. Uh, well, if you had seen pictures of his ex girlfriend, and I used to feel so sorry for her because she one, I didn't think she was ugly. If you look at his pictures of his ex girlfriend, she's sort of the same like height body looking dark hair dark long hair you know and stuff so selena gomez is just like a slightly more prettier version of his ex so i i can see that i I can definitely see that and his ex went through so much shit because fans they would they would send her like hate stuff all the time they would tell her she's too ugly for him why is he with her you know and it it got to her after a while it got to the relationship and that was like, like a big reason why they broke up but um i, I can see it because if, if you put them side by side you're like no they like selena gomez too, whatever she's like if you put like some makeup on and on that girl and did some contour and stuff like that you know i i see it so he definitely is a type if that's what's going on but it very well could be a collab as well who knows at this point at this point though i'm like oh, she's so lucky <laughs> <laughs> america america's ass <laughs> I guess we'll find out, but if they are a couple, you heard her here first on Pop Culture Dark. <laughs> yeah, right. We call that shit. So we'll see. Um, so let's talk about someone who just came out of nowhere today. Okay. Shane Dawson. Oh no. Bitch, he's back. He is back, bitch. With we knew his- it was coming. He's back. I think we knew because Jeffrey 
hinted that mm-hmm. he he kind of teased a little bit in his last video with um Shane being in it, mentioning Shane's name. Jeffrey was also recently on a podcast talking about Shane saying like, you know, how Shane also moved um away from California. I don't know where is he living? He's I don't living know where like Shane, he's living Jeffrey's like in Wyoming. No, he's not in Wyoming. He's like in one of those states that like nobody really lives in. Um so like in the middle of the country somewhere. Oregon? No, that's like no, it doesn't matter. Anyways, Shane moved to somewhere like it's not really relevant. And um, <laughs> he, I started watching his his video. He is back allegedly with this three. I say allegedly because this video says it's a three, a part one of a three part, uh, quote, horror documentary. Okay. So uh, as the 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 documentary or whatever you want to call it the video is starting he starts mm-hmm. flashing some words like you know part one and then like the next word is like part th- uh, part one of three part documentary words are flashing on the screen and then one of the last words that come on the screen or sentences is i've missed you um this has been up for less than eight hours and it has over 1 million views. It is number one trending on YouTube. Um, and he started talking, the, I only got in like 20 minutes of it because we started recording. It was very awkward beginning. He was like, I don't know how to start this. Um, he started talking about, it was awkward because he, I'm anxious to see how everyone's going to react to it because he kind of said like he has learned a lot about himself over the past year, but right. that he's not really sorry for his past. Hmm. And it's very awkward. He doesn't know how to start a video. He's like, I don't know what to do. So then he starts giving like a tour of his house. Right. And that's where I left off. But it's very awkward. Some he does. He like he he made this whole video and all that controversial when he got canceled, and he starts joking about himself being canceled. Like he starts mm-hmm. joking about it. Um, he's joking about that. He's like, I'm that. He's not going to address it and this and that. What are your thoughts on his like little comeback? Like, is he canceled? Because meanwhile this whole time that he hasn't been on youtube he has been still releasing merch people are still buying it he's still selling out um what are your thoughts on it well you know even though he technically hasn't been gone gone he did you know step back quite a bit you know and maybe like him doing that was just like him being nervous you know how like people when they're nervous and shit they crack inappropriate jokes or you know, they don't know, like, what the fuck? Like, maybe he should have taken a Xanax and, like, a whole fucking, like, Zoloft or some shit before he started filming. And, you know, it's been a while since he filmed, so he definitely could be a little uncomfortable with it, like, get back into it and stuff like that. But, I mean, he was just on his boyfriend's podcast recently. Like, whenever, remember when I I, I messaged you and I was like, bitch, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> and it was him on the boyfriend's podcast but even on that podcast it was it was a little weird you know because like Shane's talking and his boyfriend's just like can you close the blinds behind you like Shane was like opening up and talking about like how like heavy it was like his 
his absence from social media, like what he was doing and like just working on himself. And his boyfriend was like, uh, I've got glare in my eye, close the blinds, can you? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? That was so like, oh my God. Yeah. That was so horrible. even that was weird. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like a train wreck. You can't help but watch it and, and see what, what it is i think he's still trying to find like i guess like maybe find himself or find where he belongs in the youtube universe now that all this shit has happened but um i know he still has a following and and they're still there for that it's just uh honestly i'm not gonna i'm not gonna waste my time watching these videos i will watch recaps of it and shit like that but i don't know i'm just uh not a fan anymore I'm going to watch it because I want to see what else he gets into and what it's going to be about. Um, right. But three parts, I'm like, mm, I don't, <laughs> can't dedicate three parts. And then I think it was like, I I, I want to say, yeah, the first part's 40 minutes long. I don't, okay. have 40, I don't have 40 minutes for you right now. <laughs> like, actually, I thought I got 20 minutes in. I got 12 minutes and eight seconds in. Look at you. <laughs> I, I I don't have time for 40 minutes and 53 seconds. Like, who has time for that nowadays? Not and me. Especially not you. You've got to dedicate all your extra time to all your podcasts. And, yeah, and on the and the new season of On the Block came out today, so that's what I'm dedicating oh, my time to. Shut up. It did not. Okay, I'm really not going to sleep tonight now. <laughs> yes, On the Block, the last season. This was not a topic, but <laughs> last season of On the Block. <laughs> released today well yesterday technically and it's the last season and i heard my friend just posted that she was crying because she just watched the last episode so i'm dead dead oh no i'm gonna let you know about it in the morning because i'm about to power through them tonight (laughs) oh my god uh meanwhile i have to wake up in a few hours uh for therapy so anyways Speaking of TV shows and views, uh, HBO Max released a teaser for their up and coming upcoming show, House of Dragons, which is a prequel to the hit series Game of Thrones. Which, which I don't know if you ever watched it. I was fucking obsessed with it until the last season, which ruined everything for me. The last season, David and I. Uh, my co-host David and I talked about this on our podcast, The Nerdable Show. Um, it was the absolute worst season of television I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, it is, I'm not lying, the worst season of any show that I have ever watched ever was the last season of Game of Thrones. And shame on every single person involved there. Anyways... Their prequel, House of Dragons, is coming out in 2022, which I am super excited about because I'm hoping that they, they being the makers of the show, got the feedback from the fans because people were like seeing burning their Game of Thrones merch after season, the last season. People were like deleting it from their iTunes. People were emailing, like showing emails to iTunes asking for refunds. Like people were like, hate like people were sending hate mail to the character actors which like to me it's not their fault because they just have to read the script it's the writers yeah. and the directors and all them fuck all of them but anyways house of dragons is coming in 2022 um and the trailer was 
released about a day and a half ago, and it has a last time I checked, it was basically 10 million views. Damn. And I've learned that it is going to be based on the Targaryen family, um, the Mad King before all of this and um, that drama. I heard that there's going to be lots and lots of dragons involved. Um, obviously, it's called House of Dragons, right? So this is before yeah. the dragons were kind of killed off and extinct. And there's also going to be the Targaryen um, arch nemesis. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. The families, the uh, Lannister family will also be one of the families in the show. And in the trailer, it was interesting to me because it was like one of the first things was like this before the throne has fallen or something like that. Um, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking good because they have the Iron Throne in it and it's just going to be fucking sick. I don't know if you've watched the trailer for it or not. Are you here for House of Dragons? Did you like Game of Thrones? What's going on? So I haven't watched the trailer yet. Yes, I loved Game of Thrones. That was an every week thing. You know, Game of Thrones party nights for it, like all that stuff. I was here for it. Um, Ah. I, I can't wait. I have to agree with you on the last season, though. The last season was shit. I, I couldn't believe it ended the way it ended. Like, that was some bullshit. Um, but I love Game of Thrones. However, I will say I don't think it's the worst last season of the shows that I've watched because I watched The Walking Dead up until I couldn't fucking watch it anymore. And I think every season since then has been shit. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I quit that after, like, the first season yeah like that's shit whatever but you know it, it was shit and i remember everybody burning their shit in effigy they're so fucking pissed about it and everything so but i am here for it i, I am interested to to know like because if it if it follows the mad king the the mad king wasn't the mad king like daenerys's yeah it's actually before him it's like his the family before the mad king. okay his, because... like, the, like i think it's like hundreds of years before Oh, okay, right, because the dragons hadn't existed for God knows how long, you know, until Daenerys came around. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I can't wait. I'm excited. I can't wait to, to see it. I love prequels. I think what they're alluding to is how the family, because if you watch Game of Thrones, like, there's no spoiler alert, because it's been around, it's over. It's been over for a while. There's no spoiler yeah. alert. It kind of shows the, I think what they're alluding to is that, like, the Mad King and how Daenerys kind of ended up going mad towards the end over power, becoming power hungry. I think it's yeah. showing how like their entire family, like from the very beginning was kind of like that. So I think that's right. what they're kind of alluding to. So um, it's going to be good. I can't wait. 2022 has so much good shit coming out. I cannot wait. It really does. So with all that being said, I wanted to end on a, It's like a funny, kind of cool, you know, sexy topic. Harry Styles um, explaining his hit song, Watermelon Shoulda. That was my (laughs) bop, okay? I I love love it. Watermelon Shoulda, I love it. When that song comes, we had it on our playlist at work. I was singing like I was at the damn concert myself. Okay, (laughs) Nobody, nobody could tell me I was not Harry Styles when that song came on the radio. Um... So, uh, the 
previous One Direction star, Harry Styles, was on Zane Lowe's radio show, and Zane Lowe just blatantly asked, is the the song about the joys of mutually appreciated oral pleasure? Uh Uh-huh. Is that what it's about? And then Harry (laughs) responds with, it is kind of about that initial, I guess, euphoria of when you start seeing someone or sleeping with someone or just like being around someone and you have that kind of excitement about them. He then um, kind of said that he admits to heavily packing on the metaphors, oral sex in the music video where people were like eating sexually, like eating slices of watermelon, frolicking on the beach and dedicated the visual to touching. Um, And then he says, really, it's just about the sweetness of life. He then went on to say and admitted it's also about the female orgasm, but that's totally different and not relevant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Me> say what? <laughs> so people were dissecting this at first because um, I, it's been rumored, and I don't want to quote this, but it has been rumored that Harry is sexually fluid, um, mm-hmm. sexually fluid. And so people were dissecting it because in his first statement, he was like, it's like when he was saying someone, someone, someone. And right. so that kind of refers to like, you know, whatever. But then he at the very end says it's also about the woman's orgasm. So right. people were like, that kind of is proving that he's sexually fluid and people are just, you know, whatever. And um, people are living for their fucking Harry Styles at the moment. He is having his moment more than ever. What are your thoughts on his little interview revealing uh, watermelon sugar? Read back to me that that one statement that he said is about sweet what? Oh, the sweetness of life. No, homie. It's about the sweetness of a vagina. You're a whole fucking lie. Like you a whole fucking lie. Just say it. It is about eating a chick out. I don't give a shit how he tries to spin it. You, There is no way you suck a dick the same like and eat a vagina. Like, no. When you're eating the watermelon, that's a vagina. He a whole lie. That's a he a whole lie. He a, just say, just say, hey Harry, you like it? Like that's what's up. <laughs> like, hey, more power to you. And if he's if he's fluid, zero fucks given. Like I don't care. Like whenever, like um, like when we're, we're talking about it, like on the other podcast and stuff on bitches who brunch, and I have to talk about men and women. I use those words. I say when you find someone, when you say them. You know what I mean? I don't. I try not to stick to one gender because, the, you know, my listeners don't stick to one gender sometimes. You know what I mean? So that that could be just something you're reading too much into it. The man made a whole song about eating pussy. OK, so we're just going to leave it at that. Yeah, there's all there's just been rumors about him this like his entire career, though, that he is sexually. Fluid. Yeah. But I also think that it's because he's like that. He's like the modern rock star. Yes. And I think like back then. Like back then, a lot of the rock stars were sexually fluid. Yeah. And they dressed, they were very metrosexual, you know, they dressed how they wanted to dress, whether it was female jeans and a men's shirt or vice versa, or men's a whole ass suit with some female platforms. They dressed a very rock and roll, and only certain people can pull that off. 
And mm -hmm. Harry is one of those people, like you said, Mick Jagger. And it is Mick known, Jaggers. and it's known yeah. that most of those rock stars have been, at now, it's oh, yeah. like been admitted that they're all sexually fluid. And, and like uh, Steven Tyler, he's another one that pops up when I think of that, you know, and stuff Insane. like that. So, yeah, and he gives me those vibes, you know. And it's just like you have to be like that star to. Not to be sexually fluid, but to pull out the look, the look that Harry does. Like he, he'll go somewhere, and I'm like, "The fuck's he wearing?" It's like mismatches <laughs> hell. But I'm like, "That looks good, though." <laughs> like, yeah, like, you better work, and he does. So yeah, that is it. I wanted to just end the podcast on um, some light news, and just thought that was funny because everyone's always trying to guess what watermelon sugar was about. You know, Vani apparently knew what the fuck it was about. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> it was about the sweetness of life. Um, Vagina. <laughs> life. Vagina. <laughs> so that is it for this week's uh, Pop Culture After Dark. Please make sure you leave us a rating and review wherever you are listening. Please do that. It helps us. It helps the algorithm. Help us with the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Also, please make sure you check out our podcasts. All of our podcasts can be found on creativecentralnetwork.com. The link is in the show notes. Bonnie has Bitches Who Brunch. I have like eight other podcasts. And <laughs> our Oso oh Petty podcast comes out in January 2022. Again, all of our podcasts can be found on creativecentralnetwork.com. Please check us out and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.